Hello, and welcome to Misshelved, the podcast that lets book lovers listen in as independent booksellers chat with their favorite authors. I'm your host, Nicole Brinkley, and I'm so excited to introduce today's guests. The first is chaotic good bookseller Sammy Thomason Fike. Hi, I'm Sammy Thomason Fike, and I'm a bookseller and events manager at Square Books in Oxford, Mississippi. Since this recording, Sammy has stepped back from her duties at Square Books, though her gorgeous husband Paul still works there. Her true neutral partner for today's episode is author Emily Duncan. I am Emily A. Duncan, and I am the author of the Something Dark and Holy trilogy, which is Wicked Saints, Ruthless Gods, and out in April, Blessed Monsters. Settle in as Sammy and Emily talk about Dungeons and Dragons, the power of graphic novels, the danger of Star Wars spoilers, and, of course, stupid wizard boys. Emily, the first thing I want to talk to you about is D&D because I have a confession to make. Yes. I base all my D&D characters off of Nadia. (laughs) Okay, but don't we all? (laughs) I just find trickier and trickier ways to do it. When the last game I was in, uh, my boyfriend, who's now my husband, was running it. And he was like, are you just doing the girl from Wicked Saints again? And I was like, you can't prove that. She's a druid this time. (laughs) Cause she's she's usually she's usually a cleric and I changed the name but she's always small and angry and does want the world to burn see it's perfect I know you're on a D&D podcast what character are you playing I am I am on spell check our DM is Margaret Owen who wrote uh, the merciful crow oh I love Molly she's so good at it she's so funny it's me and LL McKinney the author of a blade so black and Adib Adib Karam, who wrote Darius the Great is Not Okay, and Lindsay Miller, who wrote most recently Bella Revolte. I think there's an accent on that last E. I think there is, and like Mask of Shadows is her other one. And then Laura Pohl, who wrote The Last Eight. It's us, and I play a tiefling warlock, which is not, it's it's close. She's not based on Nadia, but she's She's got the exact same insecurities. Oh, very good. I would expect nothing less. I have characters in me, and I just keep, like, rotating through them. I think that's fine. If your two characters are, like, that good, though, makes sense to me. Okay, well, I have the podcast downloaded, so as soon as I catch up on the Adventure Zone, I'm I'm there for it. Oh, I have to catch up on the Adventure Zone. I was going to say, you're a McElroy fan as well. I'm very behind. Uh, yeah, so I stopped listening to Graduation, and then my husband told me, no, it gets good, Griffin goes off. And then I did get to episode 15, and Griffin does pop oh. off. See, I'm on episode 10. I like that they're doing D&D again. I don't like the magic school. I don't either. Uh, that's that's the hard part for me. I will say it is steadily, steadily moving away from that. Mm-hmm. I think now that they've kind of got a sense of the world building they're doing, and now they they have an overarching plot, you know, at the point that I'm at, it works a little bit better. I think a lot about narrative D&D and how you have to frame your setups in a way that work for, like, actual interesting storytelling, because they blew it out of the park with the first series. And then I found what the second one... The story was good, but the game they were playing was not good for any kind mm-hmm. of interesting narrative because they were split up the whole time. Yeah, that was annoying. The first one is 
them and their dad riffing jokes off each other. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, I was excited that it was D&D again because that, as much as people complain about there are other games besides D&D, it works really well if you're ignoring some of the rules and using it as a storytelling device. But then they did the magic school and it then it was limiting everything down again. And it was like, oh, you guys are so close. Yeah. I do think that format is super limiting, though, because everything's like, what are they learning in class? What are they learning on this assignment? And, like, it's just not as – it doesn't flow, yeah. I guess, as easily. It feels a little uh, too contrived. Also, too many NPCs. I do think they're, like, pulling it together. I don't know. It's worth, like, getting back into, I think. I don't know if it's ever going to recapture, like, the pure beauty and magnificence of balance because what possibly could – that was a once in a lifetime. I still I still don't know how it happened. I don't know how it worked the way it did. Like having all of those threads come together. And I read an interview because the cover of the next graphic novel. Oh, Crystal Kingdom is out. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the first few arcs, but Crystal Kingdom was the one where I was like, oh, they really have something here. Like this isn't just a bunch of unrelated story arcs that, cause like the other ones are good, but the other ones were kind of like, like I found the train one was fun. Yeah. I liked the train one. I think the best out of the earlier ones. And, and crystal kingdom, like it was also where they started putting in music. Like Griffin started doing a lot more music. Yes. I love the music. And like, it gets real in the Crystal Kingdom. I'm really excited about the graphic novel because it's all the pink crystals. And aesthetically, I find that so soothing. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to just flipping through my novel with pink crystals. Gosh, but imagine having to draw all those pink crystals. I'm not an artist. I don't even <laughs> want to imagine. The graphic novels are like, oh, they're too cool for me. I mean, I read a lot of them, but like, I couldn't even imagine like writing a graphic novel. I I don't think I could do it. I, I used to read more than I do currently because I used to order them for my day job and I don't anymore. But I don't know how I would write everything. I've never seen a graphic novel script, so I'm just completely talking about what I assume it must be like. But you would have to write it in a way that's descriptive enough for the artist, but also you have to let the artist do their own thing. I don't know. It feels like it would be incredibly difficult. Yeah, I feel like I would be either like a total control freak about it and want to be like in charge of every bit of the process or just like be throwing my hands up in the air and being like, I don't know, make it pretty. (laughs) There's webtoons and they're like adapting YA novels, which I think is crazy and also super, super cool. Have you seen any of those? I haven't actually read any, but I've seen the handful that have been, because what, The Fever King... Mm-hmm. and not even bones and i feel like there was one that was just announced wrath and the dawn is still going on and i think they just announced another one crown of feathers crown of feathers it's crown of feathers we got there nikki pal prado we got there we did figure it out okay <laughs> a side note this these feathered flames is like dope though i'm obsessed with that book Oh, I have it, and I started it, and I got really excited, and then I got hit with a bunch of sooner blurb deadlines, and I haven't finished it, which has been the story of my entire year. Uh, yes, same. So, like, I blurb a lot of books on, like, the bookstore side, but, like, your blurbs actually almost always go on the back of the book. Do you have, like, really tight deadlines for those? 
it wasn't so bad last year. I you would usually get things with like four months lead, and I read fast, which is why I blurb so many books. So mostly it's fine. But oh my gosh, this year it's all been adult editors this year, which is fine. I mostly read adult fantasy anyway. But here's this book. We think you might like it. Also, we need blurbs back in a month. Oh, oh guys. <laughs> No. Guys, you're overestimating my ability to read really fast. No, I have two blurbs due on Monday, and I'm like, cool, 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 cool. I'll figure it out. I work Friday, Saturday. It's fine. But I finished one of them today. It was really good. I don't know what I'm going to write to blurb yet, but it was Within These Wicked Walls by Lauren Blackwood. It's a Jane Eyre retelling. It's... So good. I love J- I have a Jane Eyre tattoo. I'm really, really into Jane Eyre. And anytime Jane Eyre gets very gothic, I'm like, yes, give her to me. She leans hard on like a haunted house angle. Mm. And it's, I think, oh, I don't want to get this wrong. I want to say it's Ethiopian. Ooh, cool. There's a Southern Gothic like thriller Jane Eyre coming out called The Wife Upstairs by Rachel Hawkins. I want to say that comes out in the winter and it is honestly first of all i live in the south so it's like looking into a weird southern mirror but also she went full thriller and all the characters are really unpredictable and they're all kind of assholes and i love them even more i love rachel hawkins she's the best so much so much i love the hex hall books so much yes so like the store i work at i was in like book club there as a teen and she came to our store and she used to answer all my emails and now she answers my tweets one time she said she was my mom and I was like yes mom whatever you say <laughs> I love her She's so good I'm excited for that one I don't usually I don't read a lot of thrillers because I have no like genre sense so I don't know what's actually good so it's helpful when it's someone that I recognize writing a thriller because I'm like okay well I know I like your books so this should go well that's pretty much how I do it, too. Oh, I was trying to remember. Oh, so the book I'm blurbing is uh, Vow So Bold and Deadly. I don't know if you've read the Curse of Dark and Lonely series, but it's... I haven't. I keep meaning to. Okay, it's Dark Beauty and the Beast, and it's it's real go- it's real goth, and everyone's really sad. And, you know, that's, that's what I love. <laughs> I just love when everyone is so sad. <laughs> I, like, maybe it's cathartic. Maybe I just need to read about these other people like being sad and then like, I'm like, ha ha, I'm not being tortured by an evil sorceress. My life is pretty good. (laughs) My boyfriend doesn't have a billion eyes and calls himself the vulture and is a terrifying, terrifying, sexy, evil man. I love him. He's, He's just doing his best. He is doing his best. I keep seeing on Twitter that people are arguing about the, okay, and you have to tell me if I'm pronouncing it right. It's Malakiash, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. People are arguing (laughs) about his hair part, like, a lot. (laughs) Okay, I want to say, first off, that was started by a friend who did it just specifically because they knew that I I hate middle parts. So they started (laughs) this, and I hate them for it. I don't, I love them. But, oh my gosh. Okay. Listen, I get it because generally in the real world, when guys have long hair, it's parted down the middle and it's how they wear it. It's wrong. They're all wrong. <laughs> Everyone who wears that their hair that way is wrong, but fine. So I, I, I get it. However, comma, I hate it. <laughs> so why would I write him with a middle part? I even say, like, there's a part in Wicked Saints, and it's really funny because I 
in the midst of the argument, I posted it and I was like, oh, the biggest spoiler in the book is on that page. I should probably delete that. So that has been pretty well, like, saturated by just talking about the second book. If you look at the fan art, you can't really avoid it. Right. I have no spoiler sense either. It's been really hard to navigate, like, the fact that I cannot say a thing about book three. Because just by nature of saying anything... It's it's probably spoiling something. Like, ever since Ruthless Gods came out and I was getting just the most distraught messages, like, oh my god. Which, I mean, fair. But the second <laughs> one is the roughest ride of the three. Like, I love trilogies. I love how trilogies are structured. And I love pretty much in every trilogy that I'm a fan of, the second book is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Writing Ruthless Gods was the most fun because... I got to do what I love, which is make everything terrible and then not have to worry about finishing or making anything make sense or wrapping up anything. I could just do one bad thing after another. And it was That's fine. That's a job for future Emily. For book three, Emily. Yeah. And you know what? It was a huge problem. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh my God. It's fine. We got there in the end. Speaking wow. of spoilers, I was doing an author event we were like doing the pre-call beforehand and I was reading the third book from the author and I told them not to spoil anything and then they did accidentally tell me the end of the book. And my question is, do I still read the book? Because it's like, it's very, very long. And now I know. How long is it? Okay, hold on. I'm literally going to go pick it up. This is important to me. (laughs) Okay, and it is... 750 pages. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Because my my thought on spoilers is, like, there are some things, there are very few things in this world where, like, if I find out something that happens in the end, I'm going to be super angry. Like, I went out of my way to look for all Star Wars spoilers that I could. You're braver than me. Well, it in the end, it was the best decision. I was very prepared for what happened. It's very rare that I feel knowing a detail of a plot actually ruins the experience because there's so much more context around it that you probably still don't know. However, comma, with that said, I am so glad that literally everyone who has gotten Return of the Thief, which is the last Atolia book, has said nothing. They've just been like, I read it. And then like, that's the end of the tweet. And I'm like, okay, when everyone's killing me because there's not a single reaction, but also thank God, because I don't want to know. Yeah, you don't need the preconceived notion. <laughs> but also I haven't gotten my copy yet and I'm dying. No, I have mine on order, but I still need to read the last book she published and then I'm going to get to it. Oh, do you want to hear my terrible Star Wars spoiler story? I just feel like you'll understand. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but I actually worked at Disney World when The Force Awakens came out. So I got to see it like a little early. And by a little, I mean like two hours before everyone else. They just started showing earlier because we were at Disney World. We were all sitting outside on the ground and we all had headphones in because the first group of people that had seen it were going to come out. And it was like a bunch of like Disney cast members. So we all like had our headphones in and some guy yelled, you're not a real Star Wars fan. I bet you just like Beauty and the Beast. And then he's like Han Solo dies. Oh no. And I try and I, I used to be sick. So I was really, really tiny. And I did try to start a fist fight with this man. And my friend had to hold me back because I was up and I was ready to punch him. 
Because I'm literally, I was wearing a Star Wars t-shirt with my hair and Leia buns. And I was like, you saw me sitting with my headphones and then you thought, that girl's not a real Star Wars fan? Girls can't be Star Wars fans. That's illegal. Anyway, I literally almost got in a fight with that man. I actually (laughs) have blocked this out until this very moment. I had someone anonymously messaged me on tumblr that han solo died like two two days before oh. the movie came out <laughs> oh my god and, like, i saw and like at the end of the day like i han solo was never one of my favorite characters so i read it and i was just like okay i ended up closing my ask box like a month in advance before the last jedi because of that because i didn't want to be spoiled for the second one and then by the time the rise of Skywalker rolled around. I was like, "It's this is going to end very badly." Is this person your nemesis now? Have you hunted them to the ends of you the know, earth? I there was this weird stretch of time on Tumblr right after Wicked Saints came out, where it was just a lot of weird and on hate messages. But I grew up on Tumblr, so it was like you got to try harder than this. Your run of the mill and on hate messages on Tumblr aren't going to affect someone who's been on Tumblr since two thousand and eight. <laughs> Yeah, nice try. <laughs> if you decide you want vengeance, let me know and we'll summon the squad because that's wrong. <laughs> I get hate messages because I'm a woman on the internet yeah. and we've all gotten them. It's, you know, a part of life. But I never even thought about like if someone sent me spoilers, how I would go to the NC <laughs> to destroy them. I did immediately block the IP. I was like, you can never message me again. <laughs> they didn't ruin my day. I didn't really care. I was seeing it two days later and when the thing happened, I was like, that was a good scene though like i'm still a little (laughs) i wasn't expecting it to happen right then oh man people are the worst it's funny like using foreknowledge to try to ruin someone else's day oh do you want to talk about stupid wizard boys because i feel like that's all of a sudden they have in common i would would love to talk about stupid wizard boys Emily, will you name your favorite stupid wizard boy? Oh my gosh, my favorite stupid... It depends on the genre Mm -hmm. of the stupid wizard boy. Because my favorite stupid wizard is Raceland from Dragonlance. But he's stupid just because he's very evil and he wants power and he keeps making... He he makes all these terrible choices. Like, dude, come on. He's my absolute favorite of all time. I was going to say, Hal is my favorite because... I think just because of the temper tantrums, that really was what won me over. I'm like, you're a powerful wizard and you're turning into slime because you're mad about your hair. This is energy I can respect. As a child, getting, as like a 13 year old girl getting a haircut, that's how I felt. Sure. And I love that a grown man is doing that. I dyed my hair because I just have a monstrous amount of hair. I didn't let it set as long in the back as I did in the front. And so I dyed the front of my hair black and the, oh, no. the back was just brown. And I truly felt I, like I didn't end up even fixing it because at the end of the day, my hair, you can't tell. My normal hair color just kind of blends in. But like I truly felt like turning into slime in that moment. Yeah, one time I was supposed to get the ends of my hair blue and they turned out like a sickly looking green and I was just so mad I didn't get it fixed I just wore my hair in a ponytail until I got it cut I was so sulky about it 
And like Paul just kept being like, go get your hair fixed. And I was like, do you know how much money it costs to get this stupid swamp green hair? No. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get my money's worth first. I'm trying to think of other, other, other wizards. I had to pause it because I had to read other things to blurb, but I'm in the process of reading Nightshine. Oh, I just bought that. Oh, it's so good. I love Tessa. It's a sorceress. But she fits. She, she fits. She's a she's a dumb wizard. Oh, she's an evil it. wizard. When I I posted that a tweet a few weeks, maybe it was months. I don't know. A few weeks ago, asking for you know recommendations with dumb wizards, and I ended up I wrote everything down, and I even went through like every notification to make sure that I got everything, and I filtered through the ten thousand people asking me if I had already read books that I had already uprooted. Have you read uprooted? Have, have you, you read, read uprooted? uprooted? <laughs> have you read? Have you read uprooted? And I was like, oh my god, I have read uprooted so i ended up buying all the three books that were out of the mirror mirror oh, yeah. series it is about a girl named ophelia the world has been split into these like flying arcs and different arcs have people who can do like different kinds of magic and it's all very complicated and complex in a way that i really liked when she touches things she can like read the memories of the objects past and she is engaged against uh, her better judgment to a boy from one of the other arcs that is known for being like super politicky and kind of a very dangerous place to be. And they don't like each other. And it's great. Usually when I try to read a series that's already out, I will read the first book and then have to read other things in between the first and the second. I read all three books in like a week. Okay, wow, because I didn't finish the first book. I got a quarter of the way through and I was mad that there was no stupid wizard. And I guess I should have held out longer. Well, it's not. But sometimes it's not about whether the, the character that is the stupid wizard can do magic. It's about how grumpy you <laughs> are. <laughs> And I just, I just thought Thorn was just, just extremely good in the grumpiness factor. Okay, I can dig that. And the first one is very like whimsical. The first two are very whimsical, and then the plot goes, okay, so we're gonna try to kill God now. And it was that jump that really made me go, oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> you gotta love it when they try to kill God. I didn't understand why it was getting comped to the Golden Compass that at all. It. And then that. <laughs> Then, yeah, that element comes in and I was like, oh, I see. I see. I see why now. I get it. I was, the one I'm thinking of is, gosh, what is it? Sorcery of Thorns by Margaret Rogerson. That was the other yeah. one that everyone asked if I, I read I love that one, though. Nathaniel is such a big dummy. I love his demon dad very, very much. I met Margaret and she did draw the demon dad in the book for me. Thank you, Margaret. <laughs> Emily, this has been a great time. Where can I find you on the internet? Where can the people find you on the internet? (laughs) I made it really easy for everyone, and I did not do this intentionally, but all of my internet handles are exactly the same. I am Glitz and Shadows, like glitter but with a Z, on Twitter and Instagram, and on Tumblr, because we were talking about that. I'm Sammy. My Twitter and my Instagram are both Sammy Says Read, and that's Sammy S A M I. It's like Simon Says, but it's Sammy Says, and I'm telling you to read because that's all I do. 
If you liked today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and tell a friend about Miss Shelved. To keep up to date with all of our bookish hijinks, follow us at Miss Shelved Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you really like what happens here, and we hope you do, head over to our Patreon page to help fund this podcast and our Miss Shelved newsletter. Thank you for listening, and as always, happy reading. <laughs>